You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. It's Facebook Live Tuesday, and it is time for another group coaching. And I am super excited for us to be joined today by these two amazing ladies, Lavette and Sherry. Um, You guys, introduce yourself really quick. I know uh, it's so strange. Sherry and I actually live in the exact same town, which is totally bizarre. And then Lavette's in Florida. You guys, introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about how we got connected And then I'll ask the next question, which is, I'm going to, the next question, just so you're thinking about it, is going to be, what are you, you know, why are we here today? What are you wanting to get coaching on? Maybe just a little bit, maybe you could do it in the same question of just where you are, where you are in your journey of discovering your purpose and, you know, why we're here today. So why don't you go ahead and go first, Lavette? Okay. I don't even remember how um, I found your uh, link. I think it was... I found it on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> um, where we are. We're searching you guys out on the internet. And I um I got connected and I got to speak with Tiffany. Yep. Um I feel like I've been searching. Like I know that there is more for my life. Yeah. When I am a I've been a believer for a long time yep. in Jesus Christ and I I believe when he said that he he came to give us peace Mm -hmm. and so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. And I know abundance doesn't necessarily means only, you know, material possessions and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, uh, but at this time, I feel like I'm on a journey, like I'm searching for, Something. I think I'm searching to find my purpose in life. Yeah. And um, I've been doing, I feel like, like a hamster, you know, <laughs> the hamster wheel. Like I've been doing, I'm very busy doing a lot of stuff, but like I'm not getting the results. Yeah. <clears throat> Got it. So I'm, I'm feeling lost. Um, I recently did a uh, worked with a career coach just to get my career back on track. Yeah. I spent a lot of money mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen, I cannot say it's not, it hasn't been successful. I just haven't seen the intended yeah. um, result yet. So with that, I'm kind of feeling a little frustrated. Sure. Because to date, I feel like I've done everything that I can. I um, recently reached out to a recruiter mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Yeah. And um, I haven't gotten any response. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, um, I know there's more for my life. I'm not feeling settled. I feel like there is something that is missing got it and I um, feel like I'm on a journey like I'm searching trying to yeah. find yeah. this thing yeah well God obviously connected us Lavette. um this is you know I, I tell people all the time I wake up every single day to get God's kids and purpose and living in a place of intimacy with him 
so that the kingdom of God gets expanded and we get on his plan for the earth and you are a strategic part of it. Um, I'll tell you what I'm hearing while you're talking before we move over to Sherry. I'll tell you what I'm hearing from the father just while you're talking. Um, Levette, I feel that you have um, some kind of gift in the area of mentorship um, and in the area of teaching. Uh, yeah, that's that's my um, profession. I've, I teach nursing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I specifically felt um, when I was hearing from the father about it, that it also pertains to the next generation. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so even this, let me just kind of continue to share what I'm sharing from the father. Um, what I'm sensing is that the struggle that you have found to, to find your purpose and find fulfillment in your work and to, um, uh, just even get your career aligned with that is actually going to be ending up being a strategic part of your purpose. Um, because of the struggle that you've gone through with that, I feel like your your part of that is going to be completely used to help the next generation not deal with the struggle that you've had. You have a voice, you have a wisdom about you, um, and you carry a uh, you carry safety. Um, and I'm assuming that that's probably how your nursing career has gone: is that people feel very safe with you, they feel comforted with you. Um, uh, that you have your voice carries, you're actually, your voice carries peace. And it's interesting because, you know, when you, when you feel like I don't, I'm not maybe having that in my own situation in life, it's pretty crazy to think that that's also an area of your greatest anointing um, is to be a carrier of peace. And so I want to say that you're, you're, you're closer than you think. Um <laughs> And that really, it's just, a, you know, it's just about putting the pieces of the puzzle together and really being able to hear God so clearly that you are able to follow him step by step and how to get from where you are to where he's taking you. Um, I feel like what, what I'm getting, it's kind of interesting, is that you are actually like heaven's career counselor, but that it's not like a career counselor, like you think of in the world. It's more like you are heaven's um, mentor to get people on the path to purpose, um, where their gifts and their talents and their passion uh, and their giftings all come into alignment. And um, they are able to find that path earlier in life so does that bear witness with you yes I mean you have touched on a lot of keywords that um I think those keywords are even in my resume (laughs) (laughs) um uh the next generation I know that those two words are in there I feel like I have a heart for younger people like the next generation and so um like in real life I would meet I don't know I would be in the grocery store and I'll meet a a young person and I just pick pick a conversation Mm um I have a teenage son um so I feel like I have like a burden for the next generation like 
when I was growing up, my parents, I'm sure, were concerned about, you know, each, the older generation, I guess, is usually very concerned about the next generation. But in this time that we are living, I feel like, I feel like there's more to be concerned about, if you know what I mean. And so when I work as a um, nursing instructor, I feel like I, it's more than just nursing that I'm there to impart. So um, I have worked in that position because I transitioned from the bedside nursing and, but even when I was at the bedside, I, that's why I went into teaching because I find that I was teaching yeah. all the time. I feel like the younger nurses and new grad nurses would mm-hmm. gravitate to me. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I, I was always yeah. teaching. So that's why I went into yeah. teaching. And um, so I've worked in that position for yeah. a few years, but part-time and I've been trying to get a full-time position. So I... A year or so ago, I was trying to start my own business and it's still in the area of nursing. So I haven't been teaching for a a little while, but um, I realized after doing the career coaching that Mm -hmm. that's really where my gifting is. So even though though I was trying to do something else, I find that I didn't have that joy. Like I I felt like I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I missed, I missed, I feel like I was missing the students. Like I felt like I was missing my own children. (laughs) So that's why I've been trying to get back into kind of feel like I get, I need to get back to where I need to be. Well, and Lovette, I'm going to, I'm going to shift up your thinking a little bit today. I'm going to shake it up a little bit today because you're in a box (laughs) and God wants to get you out of the box. And so I'm going to, I'm going to shake it up a little bit today and we're going to, we're going to chat about that in, in just a little bit in a moment, but that's what I see. I see you, that, he's shaking you out of the box. He's shaking you out of the box. So no wonder it's uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> that, but that's what I sense. I sense you're being shaken out of this box that a lot of times the world system puts us in. And so, you know, it's like, I'll talk to you about really what I sense the father saying about that. So let's, let's move over um, to Sherry. So Sherry, tell us a little bit about you, where you are in life, how we got connected. Okay. Well, well a little bit of your story. You've got an amazing story. Uh, yeah. We can't even touch on hardly any of it, um, <laughs> but I'll just try to throw a few things out. I'm 53. I've been married for 33 years. I, we have six children uh, ranging from 16 to 31. Uh, my sixth grandchild's on the way. So I have a pretty full life just with my family. Um, Several are still home. I have a 20 year old son who is on the autism spectrum, uh, Asperger's. And my oldest, I had kind of two sets of children, same marriage, obviously, but uh, we had three in our twenties and three in our thirties. (laughs) <laughs> so um, I homeschooled for years. I've been a stay-at-home mom primarily, and um, I just love the word. I I've grown to love it more uh, for the last fifteen years because I at at the age of thirty-eight I kind of hit a brick wall 
And I was just like, I can't do life like this anymore. I was totally depressed, anxious, um, fully committed to God to the extent that I understood him and, and knew my identity, which was not very well. You know, I didn't understand it um, like I needed to. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started searching the Lord and searching the word like I never had before. Mm-hmm. And he took me on a journey that started with Isaiah 26, three, which is he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. Mm-hmm. And I discovered through that verse that if perfect peace was possible, then that's where I need to start. That was my first step of my journey. And throughout that journey, my oldest, well, my youngest of my older three, mm-hmm. who's just turned 28, she ended up becoming a heroin addict wow. for seven years. Yeah. And, you know, praise God that I started on that journey of learning how to walk in perfect peace, regardless of my circumstances, mm-hmm. because wow. um, it's a journey I wouldn't wish on anybody. You know, it's it's the, it really was excruciating, but praise God, we've come out of that. She'll be three years sober on April 4th. And, but in that the Lord has worked so many things in me. Mm -hmm. Um, even while she was missing, didn't know if she was dead or alive. The Lord told me to go start teaching the word to other people's daughters. So I went to a ministry called Gospel Homes for Women in, the Col- in Colorado Springs and began teaching the word and mentoring young women like my daughter <laughs> and some that had just been incarcerated and come out of that or off of the streets or whatever. And he just has done a work in my heart through being obedient to do, do different things that he told me to do in that time period. And anyway, I'm, I'm a completely different person. I have, I have a lot of passions for teaching for mentoring, for writing, um, training. I feel like I have all these puzzle pieces, like you mentioned the puzzle and I'm, I've opened the box and they're scattered on my desk Mm -hmm. and I just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I know that I will always be busy. My family is going to continue to grow. Yeah. And there's never going to be a point to which I can say, Oh, now I have more time. Yeah. I already know that's a, that's a myth. That's a lie right. to keep me stuck and feeling like, oh, I shouldn't do that right now Yeah, because that's putting me above other. No, mm-hmm. I already know that's a lie. <laughs> I'm telling you what time. Okay. So I'll stop right there and just jump to how I came across you. Yeah. So I came across you because um, I kept getting these emails. I don't know if I ever signed up for something to get like a a teaching or a podcast from you. But anyway, somehow, some way I kept getting stuff from you. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I, because I'm a busy person, a lot of times I would just delete, delete, delete until finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you had a podcast on renewing the mind. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my main emphasis. When I teach, I always roll back to that because it's so foundational. And so I wanted to hear your renewing the mind podcast. Mm-hmm. And at the, it was excellent. And then at the very end, I saw where it offered a free 75 minute call. And I, I was just so stirred um, because you and I have the same uh, viewpoint on those things. And I thought, you know what? I just, why not? It's free mm-hmm. <laughs> 75 minutes. That's significant. 
Um, so I'm going to do it. And so I just went click mm-hmm. and, you know, just said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to step out and just do that and see what happens. So I spoke with Kristen and, uh, she and I, uh, hit it off right off the bat. And, um, it was just amazing. And I just really felt, um, con- confirmation in my heart that this was, uh, something I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the money to do it. It would seem that I don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And yet that thing in me that has been making me, uh, very uncomfortable, like you said, for Levette, um, mm-hmm. just like, Nope, it's time to shake out of this box of complacency and move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of reach plateaus and then you, you know when it's like, it's time to do some more growing. There's something else to do. There's, some, there's something more. Yeah. And so I'm at that place. It's uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. It's yeah. super frustrating. It's a very, Stuck I mean, feeling. people's getting kicked out of the nest, really. I mean, that's yeah. what's happening, even though you don't realize it, because so many times we don't know what we don't know. Right. You know I mean, like we don't know what's what, what, what God's even asking us to do sometimes yet. Right. You know, like I have these little pictures and I have these little visions of things that he's shown me over the last 10 to 10 years or so mm-hmm. that I felt like I would be doing, but I'm not doing it. And yeah. so, and I have a, and I might start like writing my book. Mm-hmm. that's been in my heart for 15, 12 years, something like that. And, and I just get stopped and I, the discipline's not there. The boundaries aren't there for my life, you know, a different thing. So anyway, but I know that I do better when I have some accountability and someone kind of giving me some guidance and some boundaries and, and a path to follow. So anyway, that's why, that's why I took the, the plunge to do the 75 minute call. And then I knew after the first one that this was what I needed to do. But then of course the, the two big hindrances are always what time and money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always short on both. It seems uh, right now. And so I was like, okay, what am I thinking? Like, who do I think I am? Those doubt thoughts started coming. And I was just like, no, absolutely. No, I refuse to be limited anymore in my mindset because I understand fully that how we see ourselves, how we view our situation is absolutely going to control the outcome of our future. I already know that. And so I'm, I'm done being limited and I'm done limiting God. So whether it's finances or time or anything he tells me to do, I'm done using my rationale and my reasoning to stop it. I'm just stopping it. So I did. I actually said out loud, I'm like, Lord, I just, I refuse to limit myself. If you've called me to do this, then you have a way to to make it happen in time and money. Mm -hmm. So um, just to tell you how this all worked out for me, and I hope this encourages you, Levette, is... (laughs) I, um, so Kristen, at the end of our first call, she said, well, do you, you know, I said, she said, do you feel like this might be something for you? I said, yeah, I know it is. And so we got kind of down to kind of making a commitment to do that and then kind of figure out how that would happen financially. Mm -hmm. And I put down what I could, which was a, to me, a big deal. Was it, it was a drop in the bucket, but it was something, it was a seed to say, Mm -hmm. I've decided that. 
I'm going to do this. I don't know when I will, but I'm doing this. So I put, put some money down. Mm-hmm. And then I just talked to the Lord about it. And I just, you know, it's your deal. If this is something you want me to do, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I felt like that I might need a little part-time job or something mm-hmm. to kind of help finance it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, I felt like I was maybe supposed to have some uh, investors, some people to invest in me. I thought those who might have known my whole journey, who've been with me my whole life that, that believe in me and um, believe I have a call in my life. I thought those were going to be the people that kind of made this come about. Mm-hmm. And within two days, I was offered a job position that I didn't even have to, to ask God if it was the right thing. It just like, boom, boom, boom. And suddenly I was working and I had this job and I was loving it. I'm, I'm kind of like a property manager mm-hmm. assistant. So I'm dealing with people and helping them with their, their situations. These are college uh, Bible college students and things like that and getting to decorate homes and staging and a whole gamut of things that are really fun for me. I haven't gotten to do a lot of those kind of things. So anyway, I jump into this position and suddenly it's creating boundaries for me that I haven't had with my people, you know, under my roof. And suddenly I'm able to say, I can't, I've got this and here's, here's what I can do. Suddenly all those things are happening. And then this, then there's some money, some extra money. And I had shared with a friend of mine after the 75 minute call, I was like, Oh, this is so exciting. I told her what I was doing. She's not someone I know. Well, I mean, we've been to lunch once she's heard me preach twice. We were in the same church and we have a kind of a life situation that is similar. So I felt drawn to her in the last six months to be a supportive person to her uh, in something she's walking through. And that's about it. That's the extent of our relationship and how we've gotten to know each other. And I've spent very little time together, but it's just a person that um, she just connected with me and I, her. So after sharing with her what I had just done with your, your coaching, um, she asked me more and more questions about it. And about a week later, she called me and she said, I feel like the Lord's supposed to uh, use me to help invest in you. And she said, I'm going to send you some finances to help, help make it happen. Well, she didn't tell me how much. So, you know, I'm thinking $100 maybe, or who knows, you know. I got the, uh, the card in the mail last week and it was a hundred percent plus it was a hundred percent. And then she added a little bit more and she said, and here's some seed to sow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I sat at the post office and just bawled for 20 minutes at the goodness of God that he would move her to, to give me such a generous, huge uh, commitment to someone that she doesn't even know that well, but she's a sister in Christ and, and very, um, very much understands that finances are a tool and she's obviously not so tied to them she, that she can't give it away when the Lord tells her to, but I'm humbled and just amazed at his goodness. And I feel like the minute I 
really it started before I put the money down and before I had the call. It was when I decided, yes, I'm going to check this out. That's instead of deleting it, I listened. I felt drawn. I felt uh, like it resonated with me. And the minute I did that, everything has just opened up and changed. Like Moses putting the, the staff in the water, stuff started happening and I didn't do it. All I said was yes and stepped out by faith to try to make a forward movement because I know I need to move somewhere, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, I am absolutely amazed at where my life is today in the few weeks since that first call. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so what can I say? I'm super excited. I feel like I'm on an adventure that just started Mm -hmm. and it's so full of joy And I know that he's got things for me to do. And he's going to help me start putting those puzzle pieces together in the right order. And it's going to involve a lot of different things because I have a lot of different things in me Mm -hmm. that I feel like he wants to do and use Mm -hmm. for his glory and for the benefit and and help for many people. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Well, Sherry, I almost, you know, like I can just feel the presence of God you know, on it. I mean, it just, it's, it's such a sweet presence just while you're sharing. I could almost weep because it is so sweet. Um, and I'll tell you the only thing that I can keep thinking about when I'm thinking about both of you right now, and I'm so, yeah, I, I love the testimony about your daughter as well. Um, Sherry. Yeah. Um, is how many, it, because both of you, I, I sense, there's so much in both of you, um, but there are people waiting for what you carry, you know, and Lovett, I'm just going to say it straight out. I may shock you, <laughs> but it's okay. It probably won't be the last time. <laughs> um, but sweetie, there's a call to ministry on your life. Mm-hmm. That's not a shock. No, it's not. <laughs> It's well, confirmation. You, well, for you, Sherry, I'm talking to Levette. Oh, okay. I'm sorry that you're talking. No, about- <laughs> no. For you, Sherry, I know you already know. Sherry, oh, yeah. You already know. You're already. You've been doing ministry long before you probably even said, "I this is what I'm doing." Yeah. But but for Levette, it probably feels a little shocking because she's been thinking secular type things, mm-hmm. and it's not that God's not going to use all that, Levette, but. <clears throat> the kingdom is bigger than I feel like what, what we thought of, you know, and I, I, there's a vision. God has a vision, a specific vision for your life that it's not confusing. It's as specific as Noah building the ark. It is, is as specific as the dimensions of the temple um, that he gave Solomon. It is as specific as the instructions that Jesus said, go fishing, Peter. You're going to find the first fish and there's going to be some money in that fish's mouth. And you're going to go use that money and you are going to go pay the taxes. It is as specific as the instruction of boys, go fill up the water pots. Uh, We're going to make some wine for the wedding. I mean, he has specifics for you. So that's the, I I know it might be a little shocking and it is shocking because our, our little brain is like, like. Like Sherry was saying, I mean, our, when we, our mind renewal project is such a complete overhaul. <laughs> it yeah. is a complete overhaul of the way that we think um, because we are accustomed to 
being programmed by fear. We've been programmed by fear our entire life. Um, we've been programmed into self-reliance and into responsibility and a whole bunch of other concepts that go tilt, 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 tilt when we're kind of being asked to get out of the boat mm-hmm. or we're being asked like now is the time or we're, you know, and he's, he's saying, come and follow me that we've got a kingdom to build. We've got people to serve. We've got lives to save. We've got the good news to share. We've got um, people's lives depending on the wisdom that you have that most of us are, are operating from such a low self opinion that we don't even recognize all of the wisdom a lot of times that we have for people that we take for granted. I mean, I listen to my podcast and I'm bored. You know, I think, oh, I've said this a thousand times, you know, but then other people here, they don't know that just because I know it and it's second nature to me. It doesn't mean that it's second nature to everybody else. Like I've had to let go of that and just be like, I, I mean, I taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit last week for the first time in a long time. And, you know, it's, it's, you just, it's really easy when you leave a topic to think that everybody else knows the topic, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Lavette, that's my thought for you. Um, and I will say this too. It's a setup for you to be here today with Sherry. Um, because there are some similarities in the things that are called the, the similarities of the call of God on your lives, different, but, um, similar similar. Um, yeah. So there's so much I could just say, and I, I, so much I could share with you, Levette, just as God's just, he's just confirming for me just who you are. Uh, the gift of intelligence that is on your life. Uh, and just the, the gift to, the, the gift to, to understand concepts and, to make them break them down and teach them to others. Um, uh, just a real, a real anointed teacher. A very, not just a teacher, just because you're anointed. You're anointed as a teacher. Um, and I feel like there's a lot in your life story. Um, a lot of things that you've overcome. Uh, and so I, I'll, I'll stop there for a moment and I'm going to go back over to Sherry for a moment. And um, I want to just talk with Sherry about a few things that she, she, she said. Um, you talked about taking the limits off, Sherry. Um, just, I want to talk a little bit about like you getting to that place. I mean, how long has this been stirring in you? I mean, what exactly happens for you to get to that place? Like, I'm just done. I'm just done limiting God. Now's the time. Um, well, partly because it is the time. I sense that from the Holy Spirit um, because I feel like I've been a racehorse in the starting gate for five years. Just waiting for that gate to open, thinking it's going to open any day, and it just hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And like Kristen said, she goes, well, it sounds like if the gate were to open, you wouldn't know what to do <laughs> possibly because I have, I have a lot in me, a lot of different pieces. And it's like, which one do I do first? What do I, what do I put my focus to? Yeah. Um, and so 
yeah, I just, I, I believe it is the time yeah. I, and it could have been the time a little earlier, but I know right now is really important for me to get moving, yeah. get the momentum going. And he's proven already that, wow, once you say, mm-hmm. I'm not limiting myself by my checkbook or my 24 hours, or because I think I'm to any, I'm not going to be limited by anything. He's got purposes and plans for my life mm-hmm. to use uh, what he's put in me. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's been a costly thing that he's put in me. It's, it's my whole life. And um, I feel like, you know, gosh, I didn't make it all this, all the way mm-hmm. to this point for just my own benefit and my own blessing. Yeah. Um, I believe what you said to Levette is for me as well, as far as there's things in me that people are waiting for. Oh, that was for both of you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I don't feel like I can wait any longer. Yeah. So there's just that gnawing and knowing. Yeah. So, yeah. And I want to say something about you talking about the cost. Because as soon as you said that, I thought, wow, what a return on the investment that's coming. Yeah. Because when the cost is great, and it is, I mean, it is. The cost to follow Jesus is great. The cost to overcome, to to persevere, to um, not throw in the towel, to see the victory, to stand when there's no hope, to, to believe when everything contrary tells you to not, I mean, the, the cost of just personal time, you know, all the things that it costs, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the return is so much bigger. I love what you said than your life, than your own life, Sherry, because I, you know, I just see, and, and this is the thing that I think sometimes is one of the biggest transformations that people have to t- have to take because the risk, you know, the risk of following Jesus, the risk of getting out of the boat, the risk of, doing something maybe that you don't know exactly how to do, or you don't know, you don't see the full picture. You just know the next step and just the fear that sometimes comes with the unknown. I mean, there's just unknown Mm -hmm. called faith. It's called trust, but it's that fear that keeps people stuck. But I will tell you one of the most powerful things that happens is when you can shift that onto the people that you're going for. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you truthfully, when you start to get a, an understanding of how God wants to move through your life, um, you know, and you start to recognize how people's lives are being transformed and you start to see all of the testimonies and all of the things that start to happen because of your obedience, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a chain effect. I mean, thank goodness Joshua was obedient. Thank goodness right. Esther was obedient. Thank goodness David was obedient. Thank goodness Paul was obedient. Thank you know just the the the, the legacy of obedience that we have in the in the Bible. And so you know that's my big my big piece on it um, for that. Oh. So, yeah. Can I say something real quick? Absolutely. On my last talk with Kristen, um, and it wasn't even something I had even actually thought about until I was talking to her, and it just came out. But um, me getting back to immediate obedience, um, I realized that I, he'll tell me something and I'll go, yeah, I'll do that in a minute or when it, you know, seems right to me. And uh, like I told her, I'm like, you know, a coach for a basketball team doesn't call on people who do things their own way in their own time. He calls on the ready, 
and the willing to obey and do what he tells them to do. And I, I'm me, I'm just becoming aware of that piece of obedience and like, you know, it's not really obedience if you don't do it when he tells you to. So, um, yeah, so I'm hearing that. It's huge. It's huge. You know, um, one of the things that I coach people on and one of the reasons why I feel like a lot of people really need emerge because it's a three month immersion into learning to hear God super Mm -hmm. clearly so that you can follow his instructions because that is the only skill, literally the only skill we need. Now I know there are, you know, practical things, but he can tell you where to go get that. Right. <laughs> he can tell you yes. to find the person that knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the, the instructions are, are what we're lacking, you know? And so Levette, I wanted to ask you just real quickly before we go, I mean, do you feel like that you're hearing God clearly? Yes, but I feel like I could, I could totally use hearing him more clearly. Mm-hmm. I have, Mm-hmm. I have a lot of distractions yeah. and I feel like that's one of probably my number one issue mm-hmm. uh, is distraction and, and not being able to focus long enough or mm-hmm. intently enough. I have in, in past periods of my life, mm-hmm. um, but right now I'm really needing mm-hmm. to hear him with more clarity and, yeah. and focus. And specifics. And then what about you, Levette? How do you feel that you're hearing from God? Um, to be honest, I don't, uh, I feel at times that I can, like, I know he exists. I believe in him. I recognize his presence in certain things. Um, I have been learning to find, to be grateful or find gratitude in everything, like, trying to see the good in some good in even the a bad situation. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't feel like I still feel like I need clarity. Like I feel like I'm praying to this God and I can tell you that he exists and I can tell you of things that he has done in my life. But at the moment, like, I feel like I'm praying to this God and I'm reading his word and I believe in his word and I see him working mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. but I don't see him. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, like kind of confusing. Like, I don't see him working in my situation. Like, a lot of times I feel like I am praying and I'm it's like, okay, God, are you even hearing me, let alone answering my prayers? Like, I know he hears me that much. I know he cannot not hear me, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a blockage or there's a hindrance. Mm -hmm. And there is, I've done some things like I did, um, my church did the 21 day fasting. Mm -hmm. I did that, um, uh, I've prayed. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm praying wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, God, is there any sin in my life? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's a hindrance or there's a blockage. Yeah. So, like I'm praying like, okay, God, I feel like I'm praying the same prayer mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. 
and I'm not just not hearing from I feel like there's a hindrance somewhere of yeah. God working in my life right right yeah and Lovette talk to me about and I you know I always ask this I did a, a teaching on it last week but are you baptized in the Holy Spirit do you speak in tongues um that's another gray area for me okay. uh, I was explaining to Tiffany mm-hmm. is Tiffany am I saying it yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Tiffany's one of our Yeah. Yes. Um, I was explaining to her the other day that I grew up in a church where baptism of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. comes by you tarrying. Yeah. Yeah. At the altar, yeah. and you yeah. know, like when we when yeah. we would go to yeah. church, when I would go to church camps, mm-hmm. and um, it. I even got the understanding, like, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you're not going to heaven or you're not really saved. Wow. So for a, for a long time, I mm-hmm. worried for my mom sure. when sure. she passed because I've never really heard. I know she is a Christian and she serves God. She was serving a lot in the church as, yeah. you know, a leader. Yeah. But I've never really heard her speak yeah. um, in different tongues. So yeah. when she passed, I was, wow. Like I felt a little confused, like is my mom gonna go to heaven then? Because I've never really heard her speak. Did she have the Holy Spirit? I heard my dad speak a lot of times. And for me, um, when I would go to camps when I was younger, you know, they while while you're there tarrying, they would come and say, Okay, open your mouth and you know, no, say start saying something. So honestly. Then when I when I left home and went to college, I started going to a different church. And when I go to that church, I noticed that they would worship different. And there, there wasn't a lot of, uh, if any, speaking in tongues, but uh, it was just a different style of worship. But I really enjoyed it. And it felt more, I don't know how to, like felt more comfortable to me, like, I don't have this stress of, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to tarry for the Holy Ghost yeah, and right, I'm going to have right. to try to speak. Yeah, yeah. So it's then... Exhausting. Yeah, all of that that you just shared, Lovett, is exhausting. That's just religion. Yes, exactly. But you know it's so religion then, because it's exhausting and confusing. <laughs> yeah, but then after, after what I learned in that, that church is that once you accept Jesus in your life, it's uh, the, the God, God is it's a trinity. So it's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit comes into your life once you accept Jesus. So I just kind of settled with that and okay, I do have the Holy Spirit in me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I would pray, um, you know, sometimes when it says when you feel like you don't even have words, the Holy Spirit will Mm-hmm. you know intercede for you so that's kind of how I um look at it now and I'm going to a church now where they you know strongly believe in the, the Holy Spirit and you know people would speak and sometimes they would say if you're not baptizing the Holy Spirit then you know this is your time and you go and you turn I went to a um it's it's not a camp. It's it, they call it encounter. So I don't know. It's probably kind of like emerge. Um, and um, 
there I was again, praying for the Holy Spirit. I didn't speak. So, you know, that area for me is just, yeah. to be honest, just yeah. very frustrating. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even know how to, I, I'm not, I feel like because I believe, mm-hmm. you know, about God being the Trinity, yeah. that the Holy Spirit is in me. Yeah. But as it relates to speaking in different yeah. Yep. Language are different yep. tongues. I've never really. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, there's so much I could say on this, Lavette, but the bottom line is you've had some really bad teaching. You've had some really just bad, wrong teaching. And I'll tell you, for believers, including myself, I mean, truthfully, Lavette, I suffered until my 30s. And I mean, when I suff- say I suffered, we're talking great suffering. We're talking incredible pain. Uh, we're talking abuse of my body. We're talking all kinds of horrific things happened because of the religious programming. And I, I call it programming at this point, but other people would call it teaching because of the, the teaching that I learned in church about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, about what it, what the Bible said about what that meant about me, about what that meant about God, about what, I mean, it was garbage. It was garbage. And the thing that makes it so dangerous is that it's mixed in with some truth. So you don't know how to sift between what is true and what it isn't. And It's a mess. It's a mess. And on the other side of it, Lavette, and we're talking now 20 something years that I've been in this process. I mean, let's see, um, 20 years, 20 years in this process of detoxing from garbage and the toxicity that I was taught um, and experiencing supernatural Christianity. And being able to have a real relationship with Jesus. I mean, a relationship with Jesus that's an actual person that we can sit down and have a conversation. And granted, he's invisible, so you feel a little crazy sometimes. But, you know, that, that you can, you know, have a conversation with him the same way I'm sitting here and talk with you. First of all, I wouldn't be alive. I would literally not be alive today if I didn't meet the real Jesus. Like, I was not in a place where it was a nice to have. Like, I needed a miracle. I needed a Jesus that was real. And I needed to meet him for myself. Actually, I was just away for last week writing my book, my next book. And it was a very emotional process for me because as I wrote the introduction, I really was just retelling the story of how I met Jesus for myself for the first time, for real. Like for real, I met him in a vision and I'd never had visions before. I didn't even know, you know, I I didn't know anything about anything. Although I knew a lot. I knew a whole bunch of scripture. I knew a whole bunch of, of stuff. I just didn't know how good he was. I didn't really know him. And um, I get emotional just talking about it because it, it saved my life. I mean, the real Jesus. And Levette, the very first thing you need to know is that you absolutely have the Holy Spirit. You, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the, new, the, the news is even better than you were taught. He didn't come into you when you confessed a prayer. All of humanity was in Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the cosmos to himself on the cross. All of humanity was crucified with cross 
on the cross, all of humanity, everything that separates every human being on the planet from God was dealt with in Jesus's body. He, he represented all of mankind. He was the last Adam. Don't get me preaching the gospel to people today. Now, granted, not everybody knows it. Not everybody experiences it. Not everybody gets to enjoy that because we are the ministers of reconciliations. We're the one that goes and announces to everybody, guess what? There's no more separation between you and God. You're a new creation. Jesus died as you, you know, and you have every, you have every bit of the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have Jesus and the fullness of the Godhead is inside of him. And all that happens in the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that it just, it's just the manifestation of what you've already got. The problem, part of the problem with tearing is that you're trying to get something you already got. You know how hard it is to get something you already got? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't get something you already got. Amen. You literally can't. It's an, it's a futile attempt in unbelief to try to be separated from a God that you're not separated from. It is an illusion. It is a deception. The deception is in our brain that somehow we are less than Christ in us. When the apostle Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yes, not I, but Christ in me. The same is true about you, Levette. You've just been taught your whole life that you're somebody you're not. And you haven't learned to experience what union with Jesus looks like. And the more you believe it, and the more you're like, well, Jesus is in me right now. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. Sin, I don't have a sin nature that was crucified with Jesus. I'm righteous. I'm righteous because Jesus is righteous and he's in me. There is no Levette apart from Jesus. And when you start believing those truths, guess what you start experiencing? You start experiencing what's true. That's how we got to experience the gospel in the first place. We heard, oh, Jesus died for us. Well, let's, let's believe in Jesus. Well, we believed in Jesus and we got to hear, you know, we believed something. So Levette, there's a, you know, I want to encourage you, like, this is what I sense in this shaking you out of the box. Like, I feel like, let me tell you what I see. I see you coming out. <laughs> Just bear with me with this, but it kind of reminds me of like the Terminator movies. Not that I'm a big fan of the Terminator movies, but it kind of reminds me of like, you know how Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is a hilarious analogy. Jesus is so funny. He shows up on the scene with no clothes on. Like, you know, it's because what you're doing is you're coming out of the box. It's just you. Like you're, you're like, it's just you. You, you don't even have clothes on, but it, you know what it's a picture of? It's a picture of you free. It's a picture of the undoing of the curse. Like Adam and Eve were in the garden and they were naked and unashamed and you are free. You are free, totally free to be you unashamed. Here I am in all my glory. I'm not saying you're going to be walking around streaking. But my point is, is that all of those things that have been put on you that are never you are staying in the box, staying in the box, staying in the box. And so, Father, you know, I asked that question. The only reason I asked that question of that is because the manifestation when you are, when you begin to release, you know, when you're able to be, to be free to get your spirit, to get the Holy Spirit that you already have, who's joined to your spirit, and you're able to have the faith and believe that you've already got it, and that now you can just release this beautiful language that you don't know, your spirit is finally free. It's like, oh, my spirit can talk. You know, it's your spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit, one spirit talking, some talk that you don't understand, and there's a lot of benefits to it, but I'm not going to preach at you right now because you've already had generations of people preaching you to the wrong thing. But I want to tell you something today. You've already got it. You've already got 
all of heaven inside of you. There is not a thing in the world wrong with you except the things that you've been taught and that you believe that you need to shed. And those are the hindrances. That is absolutely the hindrances. That is, thank you. Thank you, Sherry. That is what's hindering. Mm-hmm. It's all that garbage. We call it mind trash. Yep. We got to take out the mind trash so that you can believe and you can experience. Because Christianity without experience is religion of that. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it for what it is. And people can get angry at me. They can do whatever, but it's too late. I already met Jesus. It's too late. What are people going to do? They can't take Jesus. I already met him. Mm-hmm. I, already got, I, already, I already got it. So I don't really care anymore because the freedom is too good not to share. Amen. It's, I just want to share that for you today. So Father, let me pray for you with that. Lord, I thank you that you're shaking her. <laughs> and it's not, a, it's not, it's not meant to, to hurt. It's meant to set her free. It is meant to set her free from anything and everything, Father, that has been holding her hostage in a self-concept, in a relationship with you, in a life that is less than heaven on earth, that is less than face-to-face, beautiful communion with the most amazing person that you could ever meet. His name is Jesus, and he's in her, and he loves her, and he loves everything about her. Jesus, you love everything about Lavette. You, 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 that's why our name's Lavette. It's just, everything's just lovely. You just, you just have to put it in her name. You love her so much. And she's just awesome. She's awesome. And, oh my goodness, Lord, you're just so thrilled with who you've created her to be. She is a masterpiece, truly a masterpiece. And I, what I love about it though, Father, is that you're going to use it all. You're going to use every bit of it. She's going to get free from it, but she's going to, it is literally going to be a weapon when she's done. All that stuff she shakes off, God, is going to be formed into the most beautiful, destructive force against the lies of the enemy and against the things that hold people hostage. How do I know? Because you've done the same thing in my life. You've done the same thing in Sherry's life. And Father, you're going to do it in her life. You're not a respecter of people. And so, Father, we call all of heaven on notice today that Lavette is free. Mm. She's free. I take authority over all of those hindrances and all of those lies. And you know what I'm going to say right now? I'm going to say, I curse those things in Jesus' name. I curse them at the root and I speak death to them. And guess what? Death and life is in the power of my tongue. And so when I say it, it happens. I thank you that she also is on this little conveyor belt. <laughs> She's getting on the same conveyor belt with Sherry and they're just moving forward. Thank you, God, that this, this, this little transformational journey that she's on, it's not something she does. Thank mm-hmm. you that it's something she does. She just gets on the little conveyor belt and you finish the good work that you've begun in Lovette. And she wouldn't even be on this call with me today, Father, if you weren't working. Amen. And so I just speak uh, destiny over her. I speak in alignment of circumstances and situations. Father, I just call the, the glory of God, pray the glory of God that is inside of her to quit hiding. I say, come forth, glory. I say, come forth, glory. Jesus, come forth. All of the glory that you put inside of her, Father. But I say all of the glory that's around you. All of the glory that surrounds her, inside and outside, all just a glory sandwich for Levette, God. 
Thank you that she is so living in the middle of your light. Thank you that her eyes are enlightened. She knows the hope of her calling. Her ears are open. She has all of the the faculties that she needs, Father, to be led by the Spirit because you live inside of her. We break off just the power of those lies. We break it off. And we thank you, Father, that you're just asking for, it's so simple. It's just, she doesn't have to even know what she's trapped in. Holy Spirit, you're good at your job. You are good at leading Lavette into all truth. You're already doing it, Father, because you got her here. So we just bless her. We bless her with destiny. We bless her with um, next steps. And we thank you, Father, that they're already, it's already done. It's already done. It's already done. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.